like talky thing. Oh, <laughs> hi, welcome to Talkumentary Hour. Did you want to do a little talky something? Well, I was gonna say like you know our fans they don't really know anything about us. Like, should we say oh. like how how your day is? I have an interesting story oh, about today. Oh, okay, That's yes, why please, I say that. please. So please. I work. Um, uh, I'm not gonna say where I work, but I'm a cocktail waitress and. Um, so Dennis Rodman. Is it a strip club? It's a strip club. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cocktail waitress. waitress. Um, Dennis Rodman comes in sometimes. No. Yeah. And I've never served him, but he came in today and I, he <gasps> went into the bar. He is a huge asshole. Not at like mean, but just so creepy. He touched my puss. Yours? Yeah. Today. Today. So he he came in and everyone everyone at the bar was like, oh brother, like he just stays forever. He gets bombed, and he tips, but like sometimes he forgets to pay his bill, and you have to run out and chase him and be like, um, sir, you didn't pay. Yeah, like it's real annoying. So he came in with his wife, who talks about how much she hates him. <gasps> She's like, what? He, she, she was like crying to my manager. I guess they know each other now because she comes in. Wow. And she Wait, was like, he was married to. Carmen Electra. I know, she's super hot. I know. I don't know how. Gorgeous. But she probably got smart to like his yeah. stupidity. But anyway, she was like crying about how he cheats on her all the time. <gasps> and she said, if if I if I leave him, he'll, he said he'll kill himself. <gasps> and I'm like, bitch, that's not on you. Yeah, exactly. Okay? That is not on you. Anyway, so he came in. I, I was serving them. <gasps> I know. And I was like, oh my gosh, Dennis Rodman. And then they were like, no, he's a dick. Trust me, you'll hate him. I said, okay. Went over there and he like kept, he picked me up. He like did a little, he took my hand, did a little spin, picked me up. And I said, Dennis, can you put me down, please? <gasps> yeah, it was, it's like uncomfortable. I'm a tiny girl. Yeah. I had like no control. Yeah, he was gross. So then any black person he sees come in, he's like, what's up, brother? Like, you're my, pa-. He, he just loves because he's black. Because he's black. And I And he probably doesn't it. see a lot of them. I don't know. He, in like, and I think no, it's because, yeah. like, he was a great basketball player. Yeah. And I'm not stereotyping or generalizing, but, like, every person that saw him was like, oh, my God, it's Dennis Rodman. And he right. loved it. Yeah. So he would just talk to... I mean, he talked to everybody, but, yeah. like, he specifically would take black men and he would go sit outside on the patio with them and talk to them and then... It was like they got starstruck at first, so I had to follow him around, take all his food out there, then bring all his food back in with his wife that was just sitting there by herself. Hours this was, all day. So anyway, they would get like starstruck, and then like, I'm not kidding you, 20 minutes in, they'd be like, we gotta go, dude. Yeah. It was And he hilarious. would want to just keep he talking to them? He would want to keep talking, yeah. So oh anyway, I brought gosh. his food out there, kept ordering stuff, brought his food, and he, I wore an apron, and he put his hand on my apron and he's like whoa you have a lot of pens and I said yeah and he goes what's your favorite pen and I said I don't know Dennis and he goes because this was like all day right so I was annoyed and he goes is this your favorite pen and I said sure and he goes is this your favorite pen I go sure and then he goes what's that and he pointed to my apron where I keep my book in the middle pocket right on my he knew it was my vagina Mm -hmm. obviously and he put his finger there and he goes do you like that do you like your book and I said, Dennis, don't touch my book. And he was like, mm, I just wanted to know if you like your book. And I said, I like my book. And then I went inside and I said to my manager, he just touched my puss. <laughs> I don't want to deal with it anymore. Yeah. Guess what she did? 
What? Nothing. Oh, she gave me a free on. meal. A chicken breast. I got she a fucking chicken breast. She's like, well, we got to just deal with it. I'll try and get him out of here. And he stayed for like an hour more. And I didn't, I didn't deal with him though. I told her to like deal with it. But yeah. anyway, I only got $35 and a chicken breast. <gasps> and so moral of the story is Dennis Rodman is a creep and he's annoying and everyone hates him. Yeah. Wow. That was my day. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So, that's shocking. I know. It's gross. He, wow. Well, I mean, my initial thought, oh, I actually liked Dennis Rodman. I thought he, it was cool he came in. Yeah. And I no. saw this documentary of him. Documentary. <laughs> of him. Well, don't plug it. I'm just kidding. No, no, I'm just kidding. Plug it. Plug it. Okay, he went to North Korea, and he's, like, friends with Mao Zedong, or however you say it. I know I said it wrong. But I was like, that's actually really cool. Like, (laughs) I'm really, like, glad to see that he's going over there, and, like, he's being accepted, and he's, like, bringing, like, the Globetrotters, and they're all just, like, you know. But he got super smashed. Bombed. Like, yeah, even on the documentary. And he couldn't even meet, they wouldn't let him meet um, the guy again, because they were, like, you are too drunk. You cannot meet him right now. So they wouldn't even let him meet him. He just has so many issues. I don't know like what they stem from. Yeah. But he's got a lot of issues. I think he I had think. A, a hard upbringing, the, our yeah. bartender said. Because uh-huh. I guess, because he lives around right. Newport uh-huh. area, so he goes to a lot of bars over there. So right. he went to um, this place, Black Knight. Have you been there? No. It's actually really cool. So he went to Black Knight, and he, um, our bartender was there with this girl that he was dating she lives in korea and so she comes down every once in a while and they're not dating but whatever i don't know why i'm giving you this backstory Mm -hmm. anyway she's korean Mm -hmm. and she was like oh my gosh that's dennis robin and he goes yeah he comes into my work all the time and he she goes i want to take a i want to take a picture with him so he's like okay i'll I'll see and he went up to him he's like hey man you know you come into our place all the time can my friend take a picture with you and he goes no man i'm just trying to eat and he, and he goes oh that's too bad like she's from korea like she they love you and he goes oh she's korean hell yeah i'll, I'll go up there <laughs> and he was he was like actually really cool to her hell yeah he's like <laughs> he's i like, love my oh Koreans. hell yeah so he took a picture with her but anyway yeah he's a he's just a he's annoying and he, yeah. he's so loud and he wants everyone to see him. He just right. walk around the mall and leave his wife there. And all these... I mean, everybody freaks out because he's right. Dennis Rodman. Yeah, exactly. You know? But... It's so, so I kind of did it first too. But then this guy didn't know who he was because he's like... He probably like is 18 years old and he's working there. And he, he said to him, do you know who I am? And he goes, No. And he goes, oh my gosh, I'm Dennis Rod- I play basketball. And he goes, oh, well, I was like born in 97, so I have no idea. Like, yeah. He was, you know, anyway, it was hilarious. That was my day. That yeah. is crazy. Wild. Oy vey. I'm sorry you had to deal with that. I know. Yeah. Anyway, that, that was anyway, like our fun little talk. all you got was like a chicken breast, which is totally uncool for your manager and to do. And $35, that's it. Like, you know. I figured he would have left me a bigger tip. I mean, you should have slapped him. You should have been like, Dennis, get your hand off me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's so big. (sighs) So. So that was your day. That was your day. So Mm -hmm. uh, do you have anything you want to add or? I mean, my day was not as exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Or annoying, I guess. Yeah. Annoying is better. I was already telling you ahead of time, I started the 75 day hard challenge. (laughs) Hashtag. Hashtag hard. Uh, working out twice a day, drinking a gallon of water. Dang, girl. Reading 10 pages. 
taking a progress photo. Is it naked? No. Oh. <laughs> I won't go there. <laughs> Just trying Maybe to get when the requirements. I'm done. Maybe when I'm done with the 75 day challenge. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's going well. Yeah, so far, day two. So I, um, and today my workouts were basically just like mostly cardio actually, because I did a lot of walking this morning. I did 45 minute walk around and then I did tennis for 45 minutes. Where did you do tennis? At Portola Park down the street or down that street. They have tennis courts? One. (laughs) (laughs) Who did you play with? My sister. (gasps) How fun. Yeah, do you play tennis? I don't, but I would love to play (gasps) with you. We should totally play. Do you have an extra racket? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, we should totally play because it's really fun. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It is. And there's another park down the street that way that has a bunch of tennis courts. Is Portola busy though? If it's not busy, it seems like it would never be busy. There's only one court. It's like usually empty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's do that. Cool. We're doing it. Cool. Yeah. So that was my day, just working out and um, did a little shopping. Delivered a gift for my friend Christina, whose birthday is oh. coming up on March seventeenth. Mm. So I wanted to send her a little package. That's sweet. Yeah. So <clears throat> and then that was it. And then I was watching a little bit of uh, Very Cavallari and oh. um, Shaws of Sunset. <laughs> oh, is new season? Mm-hmm. I haven't watched new oh season gosh. yet. Is, I heard it's unreal. Is it great? It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Do you believe, did Adam really do that? What he said? Well, yeah. He said that he does that. <laughs> he sends those kinds of text messages. Oy vey. Yeah. So. It's... I only saw it on Watch What Happens Live when Reza was on it. Mm, he was like yeah. kind of grilling him about yeah. Adam. Yeah. I guess Adam does that normally. Like he does text message like inappropriately. And that's why Reza was so upset. He's like, you need to stop acting stupid and you need to stop doing that. Yeah. Um, but... I think they are, it was like already a known thing, but I think what Reza's mad about is that MJ right. was like kind of, uh, what's the word, like not antagonizing, but like instigating this situation with Ali and like kind of like putting him up to it and telling him that, you know, Reza cheats or, or Adam she wasn't cheats there to do or whatever. The, to do the dirty work. Exactly. She wasn't there. She had to have her baby. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows, but it's about to explode next Friday and that's going to be like the Is that when episode. Tommy like trashes his house it's when uh mj throws like her drink in rosa's face <gasps> they meet face to face yeah so i thought you know what i gotta catch up it's i gotta catch up crazy. i love shaz i do love I the shaz too Shaz's. it's just so interesting it is and their dynamics and their relationships are long like they've known each other for so long so it's really yeah good. and that's what makes a good show on bravo or mm-hmm. anything which is like a group of people that already know each other that are so deeply involved. Yes. And then you put cameras in front of them. Oh, yeah, that's just a recipe know, for wonderful. Right? Yeah. Wonderful it's like when TV. it's like when there's a new um series of of housewives or like mm-hmm. a new or not new series, but like a new couple people. Like that's why OC's tanking because mm-hmm. they don't even really know. They don't it doesn't go that that far back. Right. You know, that's why OC just sucks now. You're right. Yeah. yeah. But it's like New York They've known each other for years. Mm-hmm. It's great. Jersey, they're family. It's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Potomac, they've known each other a long time. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. That's why it's good. Good point, yeah. Not but just randoms. It's not random. Except yeah. there's an exception to this, which mm-hmm. is below deck. None of them know each other, and that's True. great. But they and are working under high-stress situations absolutely. where they have to like figure it out. Right. No, that's right. And mm-hmm. then they become close, so yes. it's better. And then they're on the next season together. Yeah, and yeah, great. yeah. Um, and then the other exception is 90 Day Fiance. Love 90 oh, Day Fiance. Before the 90 Days. All of them. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> are you Darcy. watching it right now? 
Um, the new one started, right? Yeah. I think I caught a little bit of it. I haven't finished watching oh it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So good. Oh, it's so funny. I, I mean, it's so sad. It's but, so good. Yeah. What was I? Oh, when I was watching Very Cavalry, my sister was like, oh, you're watching Very Cavalry? I was like, yeah. She's like, how is it? I was like, it's no 90 Day Fiance, but <laughs> you know, it'll, it'll do. <laughs> I love Darcy. I know. I, there, she is the epitome of a reality star. She should be on TV. Yes. We need her. Yes. Yeah. She's great. She's doing the Lord's work. She is. She is. Mm-hmm. She's hilarious. And she, now she knows that she's loved. I wanted to get a cameo for my friend's <laughs> birthday. Yeah. And she charges more than like really famous people. Yeah. And people pay. Yeah. And you can like, if you go on cameo, you can watch some of the other cameos that she's done to uh-huh. see like if it's what you like. <laughs> oh my god, it's worth it's worth every penny. I just wow. didn't have enough money to spend, but what? how much does she charge? I think she's like one fifty to two hundred for like how many? How long? It, there's no time length. Oh. You just like type in what the name is, mm-hmm. um, why you want the cameo, and then she does the rest. what she wants to do. <laughs> yes, and but it, it could literally hilarious. just be like, "Hi, Ariel." Happy birthday. Just wanted to wish you a happy birthday. Hope you're having a great day. Yes. Bye. Yes. <laughs> I actually got a cameo from oh, Sony Morgan. Oh, New yeah. York. Yeah. And um, I got it for my graduation, and I had just graduated college, and my sisters all got together, Aww. and they got me a cameo, and I watched it. I'm not kidding you. I cried. It was so funny. <laughs> and she was like, hi, Oriel. I have it. Yeah. <gasps> She's like, hi, Oriel. Um, your sisters love you. Congratulations on graduating college. And then she was just... Bomb. It was trashed. She was in a bikini lying down. She looks like the picture up there. She was oh lying down like this, just <laughs> trashed. At the very end, she goes, anyway, happy birthday. <laughs> oh my gosh, you have to show oh that Oh my god, me. I'll show it to you later. It's so funny. I need to see Cameos it. are great. It's a great yeah. invention. It's a great invention. It's so good. I thought you said it's a great investment. <laughs> you know what? It's a great investment it's also. It's a great investment. It's a great investment. <laughs> You have that video for life. I have it for life. Or until, like, my cloud, I forget how to get storage and then it gets deleted, (laughs) you know? No. Anyway, let's talk about your documentary. Yes. Which is? Which is The American Factory won the Academy Award for Best Documentary Mm -hmm. in 2020. Yes. Well, I guess it's kind of 2019, but, you know, the awards are in 2020. Right. So, anyway, it won Best Documentary, so I was like, if it's a winner... I got to know what they're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) So we watched it and it is a story about an American factory that closed down. Basically it's General Motors, a big, huge factory in Michigan. I can't remember. It was a, it was a middle state, I think, right? Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Um, one of those middle states, (laughs) (laughs) but I think it might've been Michigan or something like that. Anyway, the huge factory that was General Motors was shut down like after the 2008, you know, economic crisis. So it was empty for like years and this Ohio. Oh, Ohio. Wow. Anyway, continue. Yes. Ohio. Okay. So, and a Chinese investor who makes glass, uh, who manufactures glass windshields for cars, um, decided to buy that factory and start manufacturing his windshield glass in America. It would be promoting his company in America, and it would also be um, easier for him to 
build them in America and have them st- directly delivered to like the car manufacturers right. that are in America. So it made a lot of sense for him and he just wanted to invest in America um, as opposed to China where he was he was actually taking on quite a big expense. So he was going to have to, you know, reconstruct the whole factory and he was going to have to pay higher wages to the American people because they're not going to get paid as less as in China. So there was a lot that he was putting into it, but he decided that he wanted to buy that factory and he wanted to move, not move his company, but open up another location in America. So that's kind of the premise of the story. Mm -hmm. But it definitely got very interesting. Right. It almost becomes more like a culture clash. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. And the union or the workers that were in the General Motors factory before it closed down mm-hmm. were, were union. Right. Meaning they had the benefits, health care. They had, uh, I'm assuming, like dental and mm-hmm. uh, paid time off and everything that like people fought for years ago, mm-hmm. the union workers had. Yeah, and great pay. Great pay. Or like at least a, like a, you know, a living wage, you yeah. know. And then when that closed down, a lot of the people in that town... Most of them were the factory workers, so yeah. they didn't work for years. They said, "I think right. it was they like couldn't two find jobs, years, couldn't find jobs." Mm-hmm. And so the when the factory when they heard that the factory was going to be used for this other company, um, they were really excited, mm-hmm. and they all came back together. And it was like you could you even see like the friends that were made years ago. Right. They were like, "Hi, how are you?" Blah, blah. Well, they're not union anymore. Right. So they paid them a much lower wage. It was like minimum wage. Yeah. Basically. It basically was, right? Mm -hmm. And they weren't, they, some of the people couldn't even afford their home anymore. Right. They had, that girl had to live with her sister in her basement. After she lost her job. And sell everything. Mm -hmm. No, that was while she was living, or while she was working. Right. At the factory, because she wasn't making enough money. I think, well, I thought that it was that she had lost her job at the General Motors, which caused her to lose her house, which caused her to have to move in with her sister in the one room. Oh, maybe that was it. And then she started, she had no job, and then she started working at the factory. But by the time the end of the documentary, remember, she was like, I finally got my own place. Yeah. And like, she got her own place, but she was like, barely making ends meet. And then, yeah, I don't know, we can get to the end at the end, but... Like, yeah, so it was, like, minimum wage, basically, is what they were making. Yeah. And she was still struggling, I think, living in her sister's room. Right, and they didn't care about, like, um, like America has a lot of specific laws, mm-hmm. and the Chinese businessman did not care about them, mm-hmm. the laws. They were like, they can work as long as, like, why aren't they working seven days a week? Mm-hmm. Why, why do they need a break? Why do they need a break room? People freaked out about that. And then right. I wrote this down. The chi- the CEO was saying the door needs to move. Or what did he say? The door needs to move. He said the fire, move the fire alarm because it looks ugly there. And the American guy that was working oh, for him right. was like, well, no, no, no. You, it has to stay there. Like legally it has to. And he goes, no, it's ugly there. Move, put it up there. And he goes, well, no, I, I can't. I, you have to have it there. And then he spoke in Chinese to this guy, and he was like, um, this needs to go, that needs to be moved. And she was, like, diligently writing it down. And yeah. so he didn't care about how high the gas pressure was or whatever. It, people in that room, you know, mm. their guy was like, how long are you in that room? He's like, I don't know, a couple hours. Well, that's very, very hot. So just a bunch of things that he just didn't care about. Right. Because 
China, you know, it's a communist country. The people there are working under very strict rule and they have to follow these rules. There's no freedom really. And so that's the way that they work as well. It's like very strict regimented work, no, like very little to no breaks. And they just work very efficiently and they follow every single rule and guideline and they cut out anything that's like a waste of time, anything. They want efficiency at all costs. Right. And they want the person to get as much output as humanly possible. And that's the only thing that matters to them. So when they came over to America, like America is like, we need our 15 minute breaks every, you know, three and a half hours. Mm -hmm. We have a 30 minute break every, you know, five and a half hours. And like, we need safe working conditions. Like we have like, we have a comfort that we need in order to like, Succeed. We fought for the eight-hour yeah. workday. We did, right? You know, so. Um, but I did write down the uh, the company is so China. China in general is so different. Mm-hmm. Like they um, wrote, they did songs right. about like it's almost like they value the they value their job the way they value their country. Like if right. you do a good job at your job, then you're doing a good job for your country. Right. And they didn't under um, Chinese. Workers didn't understand why Americans didn't didn't think like that too. Yeah. Like they had a talent show. Do you remember that? Yeah. When they went to China and they had a talent show, and it was all the workers who work seven days a week, hours upon hours, and they don't see their kids. Sometimes they're in a different country, and then they have to work at a talent show, and they're all great. I know. They're all so good. Like singing and dancing and putting yes. on a show and for everybody. And kids in the chicken costumes. I so know. freaking cute. Uh, but yeah, it was like just so they really valued their work. They're, they right. do the same thing for 12 hours a day. They just hammer this one thing and they do it for China. It was yeah. so different than America. So different. Yeah. And they were just, yeah, they like the Chinese people who had come to America to like teach the Americans the Chinese way. Mm-hmm. They were just like, they're so slow. They're so lazy. Their fingers are fat. Like all these things about the, about Americans that just were like, wow, they're so. And then did you see that one part when they had a meeting um, and it was like the Chinese people that were in America and the guy who's like leading yep. the meeting was like, we're better than them. Right. And 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 we need to teach them how to be like us. I wrote that down. <laughs> it said they they had like multiple so it would show the documentary would show like you know certain gripes that the Chinese workers had mm-hmm. and then certain gripes that American workers had right. and then it would show a meeting of the Chinese people talking about America. Themselves. So it was like yeah. a bunch of meetings that they had over the course of however long this was shot. Yeah. And one of them said, America is casual. You don't have to dress up. The other one said, <laughs> they are slow. They have fat fingers, so we have to keep <laughs> training them. Um, they said, you can have a personality in America. That one guy said that. That was big, too. And he said, he said you can have a personality in America. You can even joke about the president and nothing will happen to you. Yeah. I was like, Wow. The fact that they have to tell their workers that. Yeah. Like, it's okay to, like, you know, American is like, America is like this. It's interesting to see how other people view us. Right. You know? Totally. I know. I thought that was funny, too, when he was like, if you go to, uh, if you go to Europe in the summertime and you see somebody wearing, you know, uh, Nike sneakers and they're dressed very casual, they're probably American. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, it's funny that just the perception... Um, but yeah, even what were you saying right now too? That just like, 
put something in my head. Fat fingers. It was not the fat fingers. It was about the personality, I think. Like, yeah. the fact that they are not even allowed to show a personality. They have to be so regimented and, and not express themselves. And not complain. And not complain. Not and rejoice. not say anything. Yeah. yeah, and coming here, they're like, actually, we... If you want to blend in with America, you need to be personable. You need to have a personality. Yeah. And it's so, it must have been so weird for all parties involved. Yeah. But like, especially for Chinese coming from communism into an American working condition, working with Americans that they're probably just like, these people are like crazy and weird and, and aliens lazy. and lazy. And like, how do they even like get to like live like this you know i loved that one guy there was an age there was a chinese man Mm -hmm. and then a white man oh yeah and they became really good friends Mm -hmm. excuse me and um he had him over for thanksgiving yeah the the chinese guy didn't have any family here his family was overseas and so he he came on over for thanksgiving and he shot guns and he took pictures of him shooting guns and it was just like so cute that these two people that have nothing in common except this job that they both are kind of sad about. Right. And they're just like forming this great bond. And the guy, the white guy was like, you know, he's like this guy, probably, you know, barely graduated high school. And he's like, this guy will be my friend for life. I love this guy. He's the best guy in the world. He's my best friend. It was just so cute. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it oh, too. Oh, I loved that guy. I'm not even a huge fan of guns. but I No, loved I hate it. guns. I, and I loved how he was like. These people have never even shot a gun before. I know, it was like, like, he was excited he was to like, show. It was their first time shooting a gun. Yeah. And I was like, that is exciting. <laughs> and the guy loved it. Yeah. The, the Chinese guy loved it. Yeah. It was so much fun. Yeah. Oh, it was just cute. It was. It was amazing because there was those times too where actually they did see the humanity between each other. Mm-hmm. And like when the American, a group of the American like, uh, managers or something they went to China to go see how the Chinese people did it and one of the guys during the talent show started crying and he was like we're the same we're the same like I just see us like as one he's like we're all just one yeah because in the beginning I think they did see themselves as very separated from the Chinese and like like almost against them but then when he was like, totally engulfed in their culture and saw everything happening all around him i think that's when he just realized like we are all one you know and see that was i got a different connotation from that oh i, okay. I got a negative vibe from that guy because he was one of the higher ups that uh-huh. was like fighting for fighting to not have the union mm-hmm. and he was kind of it was almost like he had the way i viewed it was he was Oh, he wanted the communist aspect. He wanted everyone to... Well, when I say it out loud, it sounds good. He wanted everyone <laughs> to be equal, but he didn't want to give that... He wanted it to be like China. Mm-hmm. He wanted every. He wanted to have a talent show. He mm-hmm. wanted them to value their job. Mm-hmm. But what they were doing was wrong. They were not giving them a good work week. They were not giving them good working conditions. They were not allowing them to unionize. They were not even allowing them to talk about it. Mm-hmm. They were they were not adapting to America. Mm-hmm. It was I thought it was bad. Hmm. Kind of. I don't remember like if I don't remember him specifically being like all gung-ho about yeah. that, but I think that 
I mean, my thought or my interpretation of it was just that, like, he saw that, that, like, the common humanity when he went to China, and then when he came back, he did want to be more like that, mm-hmm. because he saw how, like, good they were, and how, like, positive everyone was, and maybe it is that facade that they kind of put on, but right. he, he, he thought that, like, wow, they are so happy here, and they're so, But they're you know, not. But... I guess they have inside, no they're really not. You yeah. know what I mean? They have to perform at that yeah. talent show. They have to be away from their kids and perform this manual labor that they barely get paid for. So I for. guess he was kind of fooled into thinking he was fooled. that they were like... It's almost like when you see all the stuff from North Korea that's like, we're great, we're amazing, everything's perfect here. Right. And it's really not. But I but I think he did truly see the truth that like we are all one and we're not. Yeah, really maybe he like, did. He you know saw what I mean? That. Like yeah. I, I definitely feel like he got that and I got that too mm-hmm. watching him because I was like, Yeah, we are all one. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you're from, what you do, like person to person, we're all human beings. Yeah. I hope he got that. Yeah. The the only reason I thought that was like I got a weird vibe because mm-hmm. like the next scene was them trying to implement the mm. Chinese methods of them being like, okay, let's have a meeting and you're going to be, you're, I'm not going to call you by your name anymore. I'm going to say you're number one, you're number two, you're number three. So then get in the line and let's all say chants about how we love the company. Remember how they did that in China and mm-hmm. everybody was, it was like military. Oh, it was military. Yeah. And then they tried to implement that and all of these Americans were like, um, can I go on my break now? Or like, why am I, why are you calling me number three? Or it was like very stupid. Yeah. It reminded me of like when, like, cause I work at the restaurant, mm-hmm. they try and like do these dumb bullshit things like, uh, sell the rotisserie chicken and tell them how delicious it is and tell them that you love this and that it's great. And, <laughs> you know, it's like, they want you to do all these ridiculous things. They want us to have a five minute spiel and the customer wants to order their drink. Right. You know? So it's almost yeah. like maybe it's it's good. They want to do something good, but it ends up being not Yeah. Good, you know? I get it. Yeah. Yeah. But how funny is it at the talent show when they – it was like these big, fat, white men oh doing the gosh. gayest dance ever. The oh, wife's my gay. gosh. <laughs> I thought the that was so people. funny. I thought that was so funny. That was hilarious. I know. I laughed so hard. <laughs> They were having fun, though. Oh, they were having fun. They yeah, were. It looked cute. And yeah. then there was even weddings at that um, event yeah. in China. Very odd. People getting married. Yeah. Yeah. All for the company. Was it forced? I mean, it could, it could be. It yeah. kind of is has that North Korea vibe where it's like, it's just a show. You have to do it. Yeah. It was very odd. It, it was well, odd. It was very yeah. odd. Yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, it's, it's so different than us because... Maybe in their culture, that's what they like to do. They like to put on a show to make it seem like it is something that it really isn't because that's how they can feel better about it. I don't know. Maybe. You know? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. How did it end? Um, so, the Americans started getting really frustrated and hurt, like hurt on the job. Like, yes. They were getting injured. Glass would break. Glass was breaking. People were getting hurt. Um, it was happening multiple times and everyone was just scared to lose their job because everybody, like this was the only job available pretty much in their community. Um, but they were getting hurt. So then they were like, we need to unionize. So people were starting to speak up and say, we're going to union, we're going to union. And the owner of the company was like, if we union, um, like the company's going to close. Like mm-hmm. we're not going to stay open here. We're not working with a union. So it was a battle and then they had a vote and then the vote came out no union. Mm-hmm. 
So everyone was happy and celebrating, except for the people that wanted the union, which some of them, like, left the company or, like, did outrageous stuff or, like, putting up signs and, like, just, like, left, like, angry. And, like, angry. the head guy in charge of America, the American, mm-hmm. the head guy that was in charge of something in mm-hmm. the company, he quit or mm-hmm. got fired or something because he didn't, he, like, got it. He was like, right. this isn't good. Right, exactly. Yeah. And the Chinese managers and owner were just really focused on making a profit right and getting the people to do the job the way that they needed to do the job because that's how it is in china because that's how it is in china and that's the only way it would work really for them mm-hmm. because it wouldn't have worked the american way because the production's too slow right. like it's just not happening and we're losing money so people left the company because it wasn't unionized and then the people that stayed were like kind of like well i don't really care i just want a job and then I think the way I remember it ending was just that, like, the Chinese pretty much were running the joint. Like, yeah, I think it that's was just right. all Chinese. Was, yeah. And, like, some Americans stayed. And it was mostly, like, the younger people that, like, could afford to live off minimum wage mm-hmm. and, like, didn't have families and stuff. But, um, yeah. Yeah. That's, and I think I'm sure, I think it's still open and I think it's still functioning, but I think it's mostly, like, Chinese run. Which is really interesting because I think they came here in the hopes that they would just teach the Americans how to do it. (laughs) And then they'd go back to China and live their life with their family where everybody else is. But now they're here in America. But who knows? Maybe it is better for them. Maybe they find that they like it. Maybe, you know, you just never know. Because to go from a communist country to a totally free country, I can't imagine that it's like a horrible thing except for being separated from your family. Right. Unless you don't like... Like, unless you like, and you're used to, like, the regimented strict... Well, they were because they would yeah. stay later than every American. Right, They'd be yeah. like, why are all these people leaving at yeah. five? Yeah. And then all the Chinese workers were, yeah. would stay there. That guy, that guy in particular, he stayed there, like, very, very late. Yeah. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. So what did you think of it? Did you like it? I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, actually, after I watched it, I watched the little... There's, like, a small, short interview of the Obamas and then the two um, directors or, like, the two creators of the documentary. Oh, yeah. Obama produced it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So it was an interesting, just, like, conversation that they had talking about, you know, what had happened. And the two creators of the documentary were, like... We just knew that there was a story here. We didn't know what the story was. We just followed. We just interviewed. We just talked. We just Mm -hmm. listened. We just, you know, documented. We did not... We weren't going in like, oh, this is the story that's happening. We went in and just said, what's the story? Yeah. Because there's a story here. And so that was really cool. I was like, wow, that's awesome. And then the Obamas were just like, we want to keep producing movies like this that get people thinking, that get different perspectives out there and that are about our world and our planet and people so i was like oh that's really cool i didn't didn't know they were going in like into documentaries yeah they have a production company yeah there was a really good um npr podcast it's called fresh air that's the podcast with Mm -hmm. terry gross and there was a really good interview that she did with the it was either her or the other guy that that's a host um did on those two uh filmmakers Mm. and they they talked about um they talked a lot about like when the unions formed mm-hmm. like years and years ago and like what they fought for, what it meant, how people view unions now, how businesses don't like them, but the people are secured their right. their rights and everything and like 
even if you don't like a union, like everybody follows what the union gives, meaning like an eight hour workday, only 40 hours a week. Um, the company should give benefits. So it's like, even if you don't like unions, we still follow their procedures anyway. Right. And so it's like, what's fair, right? It's you... like what we've decided as yeah. a whole is what is fair. Yeah. So that was a really good interview. If you want to listen wow, to Wow. That's yeah. very interesting. Yeah. It was a good movie. I would recommend it. Yeah. I would recommend it just because it's interesting. It's something new and different that gets you thinking about just the world and mm-hmm. manufacturing, but also just like human rights and also cultures. Like there was so many different layers to it that I yeah. think you can get a lot out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I recommend. Okay. I mean, it's not like a a life changer. I mean, it kind of is, but in a subtle, in a very subtle way. Yeah. It wasn't like super impactful where I was like, oh my gosh, wow, I see things totally different now. It was more like, huh, hmm, let me think about that. Yeah. Hmm. It felt long And it was me. long, actually. Yeah, it's it a lot long. happened. But it was very... It was a topic I didn't know really anything about, mm-hmm. and I learned something. Yeah. So I would I would recommend it too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Okay. I think it deserved to win. Yeah, Not that I, I do watched too. The other ones. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you the other documentaries. I know. That were. I can't. Yeah. yeah. I don't think so. Okay, so you like you like it? Loved good. it. Recommend yeah. it. Okay, recommend American it. Factory. Yeah. American Factory. Yes. Anything else you want to say about it? No, I mean just on the topic of the Oscars though. Did you see Parasite? No. Oh my god. I haven't god. seen it. You gotta watch it. Is it's it good? so good. I thought it's so good. For all these months, it was a horror movie. I know. But it's not. I know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. My mom watched it like before the Oscars came out and we were like, uh I thought it was about like bugs or like, you know, health or like somebody getting sick. And my mom was like, I was like, How is Parasite? And she was like, It's good. And we're like, what was it about? And she's like No. I don't know. I was like, what? How do you not know what this whole movie was about that you just watched? She said, like, I don't know. And then we watched the Oscars and we saw that it won like all these awards. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I need to watch this movie. And then my mom was like, I need to watch it again. <laughs> like, I don't, I didn't get, I didn't, I don't understand it. But I freaking loved it. Really? So you recommended it's it for me? so good. Okay, I'll watch it. I'll watch it's it. It's so good. I just hate when something has so much hype. You know, I just, it bothers me. It's like Love is Blind, that, you know, that oh, show I didn't on Netflix. Watch it. Everybody's like, oh, it's the best show, it's the best show. And. Is it horrible? No, I watched it and I liked it. But <laughs> I just, so it had the hype. Yeah, it's good. But it's like that, that movie. It's like, I just, I don't know why I hate it. I just hate yeah. it. Everyone's like, you gotta do it, you gotta do it. But then I do it and I end up loving it. Exactly. So, so there has to be a reason why people say yeah, like, like, it. Yeah, does. No, that's what does. I thought when it won, like, all of these awards. I'm like, there has to be a reason why this movie is winning all these awards and I want to see it because yeah. I bet it's good. I just wanted yeah. it to be a horror film and it's not. And that bothers me. It's like the the poster is the guy standing in the front mm-hmm. with the whoever in the back mm-hmm. and it's like his eyes are kind of, right? Uh-huh. Isn't the eyes like um scratched out? Like I thought that was what it was like this it was something was scratched out on the face. I mean, it's kind of scary to be honest. After I watched it, I had to sit there for a couple minutes and, like, gather myself. What is it about? It's about... 
My mom said gentrification, but it's not <laughs> gentrification. I mean, I don't want to give too much away because honestly... I'm not going to watch it. You're not? You know what? At least not for a while. Okay. It's about... It's so good. I would recommend watching okay. it. But it's about... It's set in Korea, South Korea. And it's about this guy, young guy, who lives in this really shitty little underground house with his family, his mom and his dad and his sister. They're very poor. They don't like there's cockroaches everywhere. Like they live. That's what's so good about the movie is that it tells a story so well without having to like explicitly say like, I'm poor. Like you can see the living conditions. Mm. You can see the home. You can see what they're dealing with. And there's so many different things that they do that shows that's why it's a good movie. It just shows, doesn't tell, it shows you. Mm. And so there are these really, this really poor family and the, the, the son in the family um, goes, his friend comes over one day and he's like, hey, like I brought you this thing. It's like a lucky rock. I don't even know. That part really doesn't have to do with it. But he says, anyway, I'm going, I'm going out of the country. I've been tutoring this young girl uh, in her schooling but I'm like in love with her and I'm going away for like this project or whatever and I don't trust anybody else to tutor her because I'm in love with her and I don't want anybody else to like come on to her and he's like but I trust you you're like my friend and you're you know he, the guy who came over the friend he's like he dressed nicely he's like rich you know he's like a good guy so the poor kid he's like you can hang around her because she's not gonna you know what I mean yeah so he's like, I'm just going to recommend you for the job. Go over and meet them. And then, um, you know, you can tutor her until I get back. And so then the guy's like, okay, great. Yeah, because like, you know, he can have a job. Because right now his family was like putting together pizza boxes to make money. Like they were basically just putting together pizza boxes, delivering to them to the, mm. to the pizza place. And that's how they made their money. So he goes to the house and he interviews. And he gets the job because the mom is like loves the other guy who was there so she's like if he recommended you i trust you and this is all in korean so you're reading subtitles right. so she's like i totally trust you and um so you can start tutoring her you know and and so he gets the job and you really want me to tell you the story yeah. okay does so, he fall in love with a girl and then the girl falls in love with him and then does someone kill someone he definitely falls in love with her and she falls in love with him. This Then she has a little brother. And this family's rich. Like, their house is, like, beautiful. So he's pretending to be, like, like richer than he is because they don't know how poor he is, mm. you know? Um, so he's trying to dress nice and he's trying to, like, come off better, you know? And so the rich family has a little brother. And the little brother is, like, a little bit, like, ADD or, like, something. Like, he just doesn't do well with teachers and tutors. So the brother goes... Or, yeah, the poor brother who's tutoring is like, oh, I know somebody who can be a tutor. And she's great with kids and she's artistic and she's got, you know, she studied at all these schools and blah, blah, blah. And the mom is like, oh, my gosh, yes, please, like, recommend her over here. I would love for her to help my son. And it's his sister. So, but they're pretending not to know each other. Right. So the sister comes in, she interviews, she does great because she's also very smart and she's artistic and she knows how to deal with kids. So she handles him well. And so she, um, she gets hired on to be the thing. So now they're like making even more money as a family because before they were just making those boxes. And then they have a driver and the driver, um, he was like, oh, he said, I don't know, he said something, but they were just kind of like, they didn't like him. 
the, to the brother the and sister. So then they got him fired by leaving some underwear in his car to make it look like he was sleeping mm-hmm. with somebody in the car. And they fired him. And then they were like, we know a driver. Or oh, the, she's so like, funny. I know a driver. So then they got the dad hired as the driver. And then there was a maid working there too. So then they got the maid fired. The mom became the maid. So the whole family is now living in there, pretending that they know nothing about right. each other, working. And it's Things are going great, you know, they're just working. The family, the rich family goes off on a trip. And so the poor family is like living in the house while they're away. And they're like drinking all their food and eating all their drinks. And they're just like having a grand old time. And then um, the family calls and they're like, we're coming back. It's raining. We can't go camping anymore. We're on our way. Can you have like food ready in 15 minutes to the maid? Who's the mom? So then they're like cleaning up everything. They've been like drinking and they've been like doing all this stuff. I know this is like the longest. No, it's fine. I'm literally telling you like the whole movie because <laughs> it's so good. So they're cleaning up everything. And then, um, I'm trying to remember like the sequences. They clean up everything and then. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what happened first and what happened next. Anyway, they clean up the mess. The family comes home. They're hiding in the house while the family's there. So your heart's, my heart was just like racing because I'm just like, oh my God, they're going to get caught. They're going to get caught. So um, they don't get caught. The family like just like doesn't realize that they're all in the house. And, but they, they know that the family, like, like the dad, especially he smells kind of funny because, you know, they're kind of poor and they like Mm. just... I don't know. He has like a specific smell about him. Okay. So the dad was like, like the rich dad is like smelling, you know, there's this thing about the smell of the people. Like they smell bad because they're poor. And so he smelt it while, when they came back to the house. Anyway, the old maid, when the family's not there, I think they go away again or something. Somehow they're not in the house. The old maid comes back to the door and she's like, ringing the doorbell and the new maid's like what are you doing here like why are you here and the the old maid is like just let me in just let me in like i left something in there it's really important i need to go get it and the new maid's like okay fine but just come in and get out like that's it nothing else so the the old maid comes in she goes to like some secret back door like in their like pantry opens a secret door goes down these stairs into like a lower level underneath the house and her husband is living down there. <laughs> yeah. So he's been living down there for like years because he's hiding from um, people he owes money to. Like they would kill him if they found him. So he's been hiding down there for years since she's been working there. And she, the old maid was working there even before that new family moved in. She had been working there with the previous owners. So then the mom, the new maid, finds out that, like, the husband's down there and she, like, tries to, like, lock them both down there together. But then they're, like, fighting and all this crazy stuff's happening. And then um, the, you know, the son's there tutoring, the, the daughter's there tutoring, the dad's the driver. So they're all kind of still around all the time. And eventually she like locks them, the, the old maid in there with the husband. And they're like trying to figure out what to do. Like, what should they do? Because they're both just like in there. And then um, they're like, the rich family's like having a party. They want to throw like a birthday party for the son. 
And so they're like getting the party ready and like everybody's still trying to like act like nothing's going wrong and nothing's happening. And then during the party, some reason, like they go down there to go. I don't even know why they went down there because I'm probably telling you like out of order, but somehow they get the door open. Oh, I think the, 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 no, I don't know what happened. Somehow they open the door. So the husband and the wife are in there and the wife comes out and she's like fighting with the other maid and they're like, you know, like really fighting. And then everyone's having a party outside. And then the guy, the husband comes out and he's like, all like just gross and scary and he comes out to the party and they're all just like who is this oh my god what just happened and then they're about to cut the cake of the birthday and then the the guy who is like the husband who was living underground for like so long is like pissed at like the family who like locked him in there again i guess so he like goes after the dad to like stab him with a cake that had the knife. And then the dad is like stabs him back with something and then he falls. And then the family's just like freaking out and there's like blood squirting everywhere. And then the dad, the rich dad is like, yeah, come on family, like let's get out of here. And then he just um, goes to grab the car keys from the driver. He's like, give me the keys, give me the keys. And then he like plugs his nose to grab the keys like for the guy. And the the dad gets so offended that he's like plugging his nose at him that he like stabs him in like the neck and like kills the dad. And then, yeah, somebody else like grabs the keys and then they run away. And then like literally it's just like a pile of blood like everywhere. Is that the and ending? Then, yeah. So then that guy who was hiding in the house died. The dad died. Actually, the brother died, too, because he got stabbed in, in the fight and everything, too. I think the only per No, 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 the son didn't die. Actually, the dad didn't die, either. It turned out the dad didn't die. It was... It's really weird. So then it turns out at the very, very end, the sister died, for sure. The rich dad died. Questionable about the real dad, mm-hmm. because he disappeared. They didn't know where he went. Like, hmm. even, like, on security cameras and everything, like, he couldn't be found. So it was very strange. The mom, the poor mom, survived. So the son, the poor son, would go back to the house and, like, look at it sometimes from afar, like, because it was on a hill. And he would, like, look there and be like, you know, what happened to my dad? The, obviously the sister died, but he's like, where is my dad? A new family had moved in mm. already. So, but he would see the lights, like, flickering. So he had a feeling his dad was hiding in the underground house. That is hilarious. So. So it's about uh, gentrification. (laughs) (laughs) I would say watch it because it's so good. But that's kind of like the premise. And that was horrible explaining on my part. Well, no, it was very specific. Because it's good. That's what I'm telling you. Because it was like so specifically good. Like, and there was so I'll, many I'll other... I'll watch it. I just need to wait till the hype dies Yeah, out. there was so many other scenes, too, that I didn't even mention that are just so crazy and so interesting that okay. I was just like, oh, my God. Anyway, I'm sorry. No, I just explained that entire uh, thing on our podcast. People need to know. If you haven't seen Parasite, now's the time because it is so freaking good. My story that I just told does not even do it justice. Like, really. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I will give it a shot. It's just gonna take me a while. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Okay, so I actually have a documentary for next week. <gasps> Yay! I know this is the first time we're doing this. Okay, yeah. So the next 
documentary mm-hmm. that we're going to watch mm-hmm. is called The Mass mm-hmm. You Live In. And okay. it's on Amazon. Okay. You might have to pay $3 for it, so I do apologize. Okay. Um, But it is about toxic masculinity. And mm. it's like basically um, <gasps> watching these little boys talk about like what masculinity is to them and how they like can't cry around their friends and then it talks to older men also and i heard it was really really interesting mm. so we're gonna watch that the mask you live in yes on okay. amazon on amazon i'm gonna watch it okay the mask you live yeah, in. yeah i think there's a lot of stuff to be uh dealt with in terms of masculinity and femininity and just like culture and like what we're taught what we're raised to believe and what is the truth and why we think that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it looks really... Good. I watched the preview today, and it looks really cool. Okay. So we're going to watch that. The Mass You, you Live In. in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, All right. this was kind of like our normal timing. It, it feels longer. I felt like we were talking forever. I know. It's <laughs> actually really hard to do this. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Wow. And hopefully I didn't bore y'all with my <laughs> parasite story. You did. Um, but I think all in all, it was a good combo. Good. It was great. We got a lot, got a lot going on. Yeah. And excited for next week. Yes, excited. Yeah. So, we love you. We love you. <laughs> a lot. Love yourself. And love yourself. And love others. Oh, side note. Talk about it. Did you listen to the uh, meditation I sent you? Yes. And it was good. I texted you. No, I didn't get it. I texted you. Dang it. That was like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I texted you back. Okay. And you said thank you. (gasps) I did? Mm Mm-hmm. I thought you said, I didn't listen to it yet. (laughs) Oh, did I say that? I'm just kidding. I don't know. Anywho. I can't remember. Oh, I didn't. I said I can't wait to listen to it before I fell asleep. Yeah, see. But I did listen to it. And and I loved it. Oh, good. I fell asleep. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, it's very It was great. I'm telling you, you, she has the best meditation voice. Yeah. You really do. You could do ASMR. You just have a great voice. Thank you. You do. You're welcome. Yeah. Do another one. Just wanted to get your feedback on that. No, it was great. (laughs) I apologize. I thought I did. I apologize. No, that's okay. So, yeah. So, So yeah. That's that's my last order of business um, before we end. (laughs) Anything else? No. no. I think we've said it all. Yeah. We've said it all. We love you. Love you. Continue the conversation in the comments below. And uh, let's chat. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Instagram. TikTok. Fine. Okay. And we will just continue this documentary conversation about the world and about our beliefs and what we're doing and all that jazz. Yeah. Okay. Love you. Love you. Bye.